Shalom to all. Today's office is Shalom Shvi's Daf Mem, and we are starting right at the top of the Amud. And the Vilnius Daf is at the beginning of Tesvav Amud Aleph with the words Meicher Laakum Ba'aretz. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas Yaakov Moshe, Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. Now the Mishnah said that a potter, a Yitzer, is only allowed to sell five jugs for oil and fifteen jugs for wine to Yidden in Eretz Yisrael on Shemitah. And that's because that's the standard amount of olives and grapes that they're going to be able to bring from Hefker. But if they're going to bring more than that, we have to be chayshes that they're not getting it from Hefker and those grapes and olives are usher. However, now the Gemara quotes the Mishnah, Michael Akam Ba'aret, one's allowed to sell this to a non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara clarifies, Vafil Yisrael even more than this, meaning even more than five and fifteen. And that's because, as we explained, Gaim aren't mitzvah to keep Shemitah. I wouldn't have to be chashed that they're going to sell them to Jews that are chashed al Shemitah. The Mishnah continued to Yisrael B'chutz Ba'aret, one's allowed to sell more than this to a Yid in Chutz Ba'aret, and that's a Filomen Akani Ba'aret, even if the Yid has Shemitah produce with him that he brought from Eretz Yisrael. Tiyon to explain the Mishnah Beishamah Eimer Vachulu, and this is my chalikas between Beishamah and Beishelel regarding selling a shar to somebody who's chashed al Shemitah. Beishamah says, no selling him a shar, because he's going to use it for plowing, which is Asar and Shemitah. Whereas Beishelel says, no, you could sell it to him, because he could easily shecht it and not use it for plowing. Now the Gemara says, Tony, we have a brayso, a person sold a shar to his friend, and it turned out to be a gorer, meaning it's a wild shar, and it just goes around goring everyone and everything. So Rav Amarav says, Mechartos, it's a Mechartos. The guy who bought it's able to say, I didn't intend to buy such a thing. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, the sellers, they would tell the buyer, I sold it to you for shechita. So who cares if it's a nagchan? Just shecht it, and then you won't have any problems anymore. So now we analyze this. Manan Kaiman, what are we referring to in this b'risa? In aris. If we're talking about that he sold it to an aris, a sharecropper, according to everyone, he clearly sold it for plowing, because what else would the aris need it for? And then obviously it would be considered a mekachtoz. And in tabach, if he sold it to a butcher, according to everybody, he sold it for shechita purposes, and the guy can't say it's a mekachtoz because he just meant to shecht it. So what's the machlaikes? El Kinan Kaiman, what are we referring to? He sold it to a middleman. This guy's a shard dealer, kind of like a used car dealer. He buys farm from people and then he sells them to other people that need them. So Rav Amar, he had explained Mechachtosu. It's a Mechachtos because the Sirsu is able to say, I bought it to sell it to somebody for plowing and I don't want a shard that's a Nagchan. And Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, The seller could say, I sold it to you for Shechita purposes and it's not my issue what you decide to do with it. Another one tells Machav Shitasu de Rav, Machav Shitasu de Shmuel. It seems to be that we have a stira both in the sheet of Rav and of Shmuel. Why this Palgun? They argue in the following case, Let's say Ruvain sold Shem in a field on Yehovah itself. Now the Torah tells us that when a person sells his ancestral land, it comes back to him Yehovah time. But what about if he sold it on Yehovah itself? What happens? Obviously the land is going to go right back to the person who sold it. And the question is, is it considered a valid sale in the first place? So Rav Amarav says, He acquires the field, meaning it's a valid sale, and it goes back to the person who sold him by Yehovah. And since it was sold on Yehovah, that means that the sale was valid for a second. And then the field goes back to the seller, which means that the buyer loses out on his money. And Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, like Hana, he's not kind it, it's a mekachtos, and the money has to be returned to the buyer. So it seems to be the steer in the sheet of Rav, because Tamanu Amar, over there he said, meaning in this case that we just mentioned of selling a field on Yoival, what did Rav say? Kana, that the person who bought the field is kind it, and then it automatically goes back to the person who sold it to him. But over here, in the case of the shard that turned out to be a nagchan, he says that the person who bought it is not kind it, because he could say it's a mekachtos, I wasn't interested in buying such a shard. Why would Rav say kind in one case and not kind in the other case. The more answers, it's not a stira. Taman, Yevil Mefursum who? Over there, when we're talking about Yevil, it's Mefursum. Everybody knows that a field goes back to the owner of Yevil time. And that means that when the buyer bought this field, he knew that very well. And still he bought the field, he spent his money on something that he's not going to be able to 
to use, so that's why he loses out on his money. From Hacha, however, over here, Mekachtos, it's a Mekachtos. Because Lekech didn't know that this is a wild char that was just going to go around goring everyone, and therefore he's able to say that it's a Mekachtos. So it's not a steer in Shitas Rav. The more continues, Machav Shitas Adi Shmuel, it seems to me they have a steer in the Sheet of Shmuel, because Tamanu Amar Loikana, over there, in the case of the field being sold on Yaival, he says that the field is not acquired and the buyer gets his money back, but over here, in the case of the wild char, he says that the purchaser does acquire the char, even though it turns out to be wild. So Gemara answers, there's not a steer over there either. Because for what purpose did he sell him the field? Isn't it for planting? A person buys a field only for planting. And since he can't use the fields for planting, because it's Yaival, and he has to give the field back right away, so obviously it's a Mechachtos. But Baram Hacha, over here, I sold you the shard for shechita purposes, and it's not my issue what you decide to do with it. Now bring this machlekas to our Mishnah. The Gemara says, Rav Shmuel Does that mean that Rav holds like Beishamai and Shmuel holds like Beishil? As we had said, Beishamai told us in the Mishnah that on Shemitah, one is not allowed to sell a shard to somebody who's chashed al Shemitah because obviously he's going to use it for plowing. And that's what Rav over here said, that when a person buys a wild shard, he's able to say, Mekachtos, I want to use it for plowing. Whereas Shmuel seems to hold like Beishil because Beishil on our Mishnah said, what do you mean? A shark could be used for shechita as well. So there's no problem to sell it on shemitah to somebody who's chashed al shemitah because maybe he's going to use it for shechita. And same thing in the case of the mekachtos. Shmuel says it's not a mekachtos because the guy could use it for shechita. And the reason why this would be a problem is because we know that we pass on like base hill. So how could it be that Rav's going like beishamai? So my answer is Rav kebeishamai. You're right. It seems to be that Rav's shita is like beishamai. However, Rafil yisber kebeishil. He could even hold like base hill, which means we could fit shita space hillel into Rav's din over here regarding the shar that was sold that turned out to be a nagchan. Why is that because less Urcham Ishtat, less in Yemen, isn't it fairly common that the shar is going to be by the person who purchased it for at least 30 days, maybe even more than that? That's the proper girsa. And this 30 days, wouldn't it be considered Mekachtos? In other words, you're right, maybe the seller can claim that he sold the shar for Shechita, as Beishil might say, based off his sheet in the Mishnah, but that doesn't necessarily impact the middleman who purchased it, because it's common for him to have to hold on to it for 30 days or more until he sells it, and he's able to say, I don't want a wild shar to have to deal with it. And that's why even Beishil would fit into Shechita. Does Rav over here and continue to explain this? So Shmuel Kebeis Hill, you're right. It does seem to be a Shmuel holding Kebeis Hill. However, a few Yisbar Kebeis Shamai, he could still fit into Shitas Kebeis Shamai because less Urcha the Bar Nasha Mechos Tur Radio. It's not common for a person to shech the shor that's meant for plowing. In other words, Kebeis Shamai technically agrees with Shmuel in the case of the shor sold to the middleman. It's just that with Shmita and our Mishnah, it's different because no one buys plowing shvarim for Shchita. If this guy's buying a shor on Shmita, it's obvious he's buying it for plowing, not for Shchita. Explaining our Mishnah, we had said that a person can lend somebody who's chashed al Shmita his sa. Which is meant for measuring grain. And Rav Acha says in the name of Tanchon Barchio, who says B'shem Rav Yechanan, Let's say he lent him this measuring cup of his uba, and then the lender comes and he finds that he's measuring with it, meaning he's measuring his storage house with it, and that's something that's not allowed to be done on Shemitah. He doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to take it back from him because he already lent it to him beheter. And once the guy has it, he could do whatever he wants with it. And Kol Shekem B'Maskir for sure, if he rents it to him, that's considered 100% to be in the rishus of the renter. And even if he does something usher with it, there's no need to do anything about it. Moving on to brand new halacha, halacha dalad, continuing with this topic of dealing with people that are chashad al-shemitah. The Mishnah says, a woman can lend the following things to her friend, even though her friend is chashad al-shemitah. And we're going to be talking about things that have to do with grain, and we're dealing with grain after zman beer. So a person's not allowed to be eating it. Still, this woman's allowed to lend these things to her friend. What is she lending her? Nafa, a sifter, uchvara, and a sieve, v'chayim, a millstone, v'tanur, and an oven. And the Gemara is going to explain why she's allowed to lend it to her. However, she's not allowed to sift and she's not allowed to grind with her. That's because it's being Messiah, it's helping a person who's doing an Avera be a daim 
physically with her own hands, so she's not allowed to actively help her. Onto something similar, the wife of a chaver, which means the wife of a Talmud Chacham, is allowed to lend the wife of an Ama Aretz, who's not careful with Tom and Tara, Nafa, Ukvara, a sifter and Siv, Ubayrez, with Chenos, and and she can do all types of sorting and selecting and grinding with her. That's because the dough that's being made is not yet susceptible to Mikabal Toma because it wasn't touched by water yet, so no Isser has been done. However, once the Ama Aretz lady pours water in to make the dough, so then the Eishas Chaber is not allowed to touch it and help her with it, because one's not allowed to help those who are doing an Avera. And it's an Isra to make Chulin in Eretz Yisrael Tamei, and by the Eishas Chaber helping the Eishas Amaretz at this stage, once the dough became wet, that would be helping her do an Isra. And for Kulim, in all these cases we just mentioned, they only say that this thing's allowed to be lent to the woman because of Darke Shalom. In order to keep the peace, we don't want her to be angry at the Eishas Chaber, we want there to be Shalom between them, so that's why she's allowed to lend these things to her, and even in certain circumstances, Help her out. Now, once we mention Dark Shalom, we repeat something that we learned in Parak Dalid. We're allowed to be Machsik, Gayim on Shmita, but not Yidin. And we're allowed to be Shail in their peace because of Dark Shalom. And when the Gemara over there, we got to discussion what exactly this means. Now, the Gemara tells us Rav Zaira Ba Kumi Rabmana, Rav Zaira said in front of Rabmana, Masnisa Bistam. Our Mishnah that says that this woman is allowed to lend certain things out on Shmita is talking about Stam, where the woman who's Chashad al Shmita said, Hey, can I borrow your sifter or your milk? stone or your oven, and she didn't say what she wants to use it for. However, if she said Beferosh, I want to use it for grain, so then she's not let to lend it to her, because it's clear that she's using it for an Isser. However, Amr Lei, Rav Mana asked him, Isn't borrowing it Stam like saying Beferosh, this is what I'm using it for? Because what else are you going to use a sift or a sieve for, if not to sift flour? And what else are you going to use a millstone for, if not to grind flour? And what else are you going to use an oven for, if not to bake bread? And all these are talking about grain after Zman beer, which one's not allowed to eat. So it's like saying a Beferosh, even though she just said, hey, can I borrow it without explaining what she's borrowing it for? Rabbi Zaira answers, I say that actually she could technically use it for something that's not Asr. Nafa, the sifter, could be used to count money in. Kvar, the sieve, could be used to sift sand in. Rechayim, the millstone, could be used to grind spices in. The oven could be used to put flax in, and it dries out the flax. So since there's technically a mutter use of these things, she could lend it to her friend who's Chashad al-Shmita, as long as a friend doesn't say buffet rush, I want to use it for something that's usser. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow. Continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.